0: Have you ever been afraid of the dark, and I don't mean like at night when the lights are out, but afraid of the darkness, the evil, or the person in your life that is just bringing hate? I'm here to say you're giving them too much credit. We'll get into it today. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so happy you're back with me today. It's amazing to have you here, and... As always, I hope you leave with your shoulders dropped a little, your jaw loosened some, and just feeling much more peace as you get into your busy day as a mom or a fierce woman out there. So today, we're going to talk about the light and the darkness. And I'm going to tell you all about my fear of the darkness. And it came from very real experiences. But first... What's the scripture that's going to go along with it? Because that's what we're doing here. We're being seekers. We're seeking God's wisdom and answers by reading it yourself. So we left off um, last episode uh, talking about the all and the nothing in John 1 verses 2 and 3. And today it's just going to keep going and it's going to get even better, I promise. In John 1 verses 4 and 5. These are real short and simple. In him was life. That life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. That's it. Plain and simple. So let's, let's dig into this. What do we think this means? I want you to think a minute about light and darkness. Think about when you walk into a dark room and, you know, it's early in the morning these days when my alarm goes off at six, it is still pitch black out and I stumble into the kitchen and I flip the light switch, right? And what happens? The room is instantly flooded with light. The light shines and it takes over all the darkness. It can't stay dark where there is light. Let's not get all spiritual yet. Just think about the physics. You cannot have darkness where there is light. It is physically impossible. Let me let me break it down even more. So, do you ever buy your kid like some glow in the dark item and immediately they want to see how it glows? This happened to me a few weeks ago. I bought Harry this it's a plushy milk jug and yeah, I know how weird that sounds. He's really into these YouTubers. They're called Lankybox. And of course, they have all this ridiculous merch, which he has to have. And the characters, they got real creative with those, you guys. There's um Sharky, who's a shark. Foxy, who's a fox. There's even Sticky and Canny, literally a stick in a can. And Milky, who is a white plush milk jug. But whatever. I don't judge it. He really wanted Milky and I really wanted to make his day. So I ordered it for him. And this Milky, this Milky glows in the dark. So of course, as soon as it came, you know, he's ripping open the Amazon box and he's so excited and he pulls out Milky and he immediately wants to see. He's like, mom, make it glow. I want to see it glow. So you know what you do. You stick it like right against a light or you charge it in the sun for 30 seconds. And then you try and find a dark space to make it glow for your kid. And you know you do the things where you cup your hands like around it and you squint your eyes to see if it's glowing. You're trying to make a little cup of darkness. But when it is light out, when it's the middle of the day, it's almost impossible to make that thing glow, to make it really glow. Because you cannot find darkness where there is light. The two cannot exist at the same time. The light is just too powerful. It's just too powerful compared to darkness. That's what I think of when I read these verses. I don't necessarily think of Milky the Plushie, but I think about the light and the dark in real life. And then as we start thinking about it more in spiritual terms, I think about the darkness that I'm afraid of. And y'all, I think I've been giving the darkness too much credit. That is what I'm realizing as I read these verses. You know, if you know my story, if you don't, you can go back to episode two, who is this chick? And I tell you it all, but most of you know. And when I was going through my first divorce, It was hell. It was, you could write the book on post-separation abuse through the court system uh, via my divorce as the example. I mean, it was constantly being dragged into court, being said in threatening letters by lawyers. And here's the thing. At first, I very naively went into it thinking, but I have the truth on my side. The truth is always going to win. There's no way the other side can win. It's all lies. It's all lives with evil intentions. It is darkness. But that's not what happened. Over and over again, I had my hopes set high with the truth. And I had those expectations killed when the darkness won. And after that happened, over years, over and over, these extremely painful scenarios because my children were what was at stake, seeing that darkness could win, I started really living my life giving darkness a lot of credit. Even to this day, I have to fight it, especially if it's something about my kids. I have to fight the urge to be afraid of the dark. Remember, it is impossible for the darkness to win where there is light. The light shines and the darkness will not overcome it. In this spiritual warfare that I was experiencing, that you've experienced, that maybe you're going through today, don't give the darkness too much credit. The darkness cannot win where there is light. And here's the thing. If you're here listening with me right now, the light lives in you. If you are seeking a relationship with God, if you've given your life over to God, that is the light in you. I believe the light lives in all mankind. I think that is the beauty of human life that God has given us, that his light lives in us. And when that light lives in you, you, me, you, everybody listening, that light lives in you, the darkness cannot overtake it. Now, if you're living your life in darkness, you're not making any room for the light. But when you are a child of God, have faith. I have to tell myself this, Natasha. Have more faith in the light that lives in you than the darkness that lives in them. Right? It's hard. It sounds so simple. And it's like, yeah, amen, but it's hard to live that way day to day. It is hard not to give the darkness too much credit. Do you remember yesterday when we talked about the all or nothing? Remember in verse three, nothing has been made that is unknown to God? At these times when I felt like the darkness was winning, It was a surprise to me when the darkness won. It was not a surprise to God. And it wasn't if it it was maybe in that moment, maybe in the battle that it felt like the darkness was winning, but in the grand plan, now that I'm, I'm here 10 years later and I can look back on my life and see more of the bigger picture of why things had to happen, the darkness didn't win. It was just a step in the process. When I think of life in that perspective, that nothing is going to happen in my life that God doesn't know about. Remember the promises from um, that we talked about yesterday, last episode? The promises that, for I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. You remember the three promises we talked about? The promises are that the plans are for the good. And when you are in the middle of seeing the darkness win, at least that's the way it feels for us, it is really hard to believe in that bigger plan, that bigger picture. My mind goes to people who have lost a loved one. I cannot even fathom Having a child that is sick, losing a child—I I, I don't know if my faith could stretch that far to believe that it's part of a bigger plan. But that is—that is God's promise to us. Plans not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future, even when our human brains cannot make any sense of it. My human brain cannot make any sense out of why God lets some horrible things happen. But I do believe in his promises. I do believe that there is some sort of bigger picture that maybe I never get to see that are the plans to give me hope in a future. And I I have to remember the light. I have to remember, God lives in me, therefore the light lives in me. It's another promise. I can know that the darkness can overcome me. It is never going to overtake my family. Because God's light lives in this family. I've given so much of my life over to fear. So many years over to fear fear of men. Fear of bad things happening to me at the hands of men. The men who stalked me and harassed me for years during my divorce. My ex-husband. My dad. I live in fear of the way men can screw up my life. But I cannot tell you, you guys, As I've been on this journey of faith these last few years, how that becomes less and less over time. One thing that I always remember, I almost got it tattooed on my arm, which I'm really glad I didn't because every time I get a tattoo, it ends up turning out terrible. I'm somehow tattoo cursed, but I almost got tattooed in my arm. Faith and then like the greater than symbol, like in math, faith greater than fear. Faith over fear. Don't let fear control your life. Faith, at least in my experience, faith has been the one thing that puts my mind at ease when it comes to fear. Fear that I'm not going to get what I want. Fear that good isn't going to happen in my life. Fear that things aren't going to get better for my children when they're going through this awful grief of losing their dad. That's real fear. But I don't have to live my life in fear anymore if I trust in my faith, faith in God's plan, and faith in his promises. His promises that he loves me, that he loves me more than the birds of the air. In hindsight, when I look back at those times where it felt like the darkness won, I need to remember that it wasn't the darkness winning. It was part of an overall plan for my life. And like I said before, we don't we don't always get to know the why bad things happen in our lives. In my life and One could say it's just like a self-soothing belief because of all those bad things that happened that should never have happened and happened for so many years to me and my children, innocent children. I have to believe that there's a bigger plan, a bigger purpose. Maybe it is a self-preservation subconscious thing, but I just, I truly find peace. In believing in the bigger plan. You know, I've always liked to be a storyteller. When I started my blog, Little Pink Monsters, which started this whole thing, it all started with a mommy blog back in 2008. And when I started it, there was something, it was for the first time in my life through writing about personal experiences that I found healing through knowing that it helped someone else. When I would get that one comment on a post. I felt this way too. Thank you so much for honestly talking about this because I feel less alone. It healed the pain of the experience. And maybe, just maybe, I had to go through those years of hell of what felt like losing over and over and getting beaten down over and over again. All of those holidays that... My kids were supposed to be back, and they would pass Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, over and over heartbreak and disappointment. You know what else happened over and over? I got back up. In the face of gut-wrenching pain, the pain a mother feels when she can't be with her children, the getting back up in the face of that pain that's something that builds, it built strength in my life. It really did. It built strength and it built confidence in myself and confidence in my faith. I like to think of faith as a, as an ever evolving, growing beast. You put some faith in and then you get to see how God takes care of you and it builds your faith even more. It's like a constantly renewing thing, faith. At least for me, that's the way it's been. So maybe, just maybe, I had to go through all of these experiences so my strength could grow, so my faith could grow, so I could hit rock bottom and be down on my knees because when God teaches me a lesson, it is usually when I get to the point of desperation that I am willing to get on my knees and ask for help and accept God's will in my life. So maybe it had to happen over and over so I could build the strength, build my faith, build my foundation with God, so I could be here today. And speak it into this pretty pink microphone, knowing that it is going into your ears right now, And maybe you are going to get something from it. Maybe that's the why. Maybe it's just nice thinking. The point is, I don't need to know. I just need to believe in something bigger than myself is happening. And I need to believe that the darkness cannot win on its own. Light is just too powerful. When you turn the lights on, the darkness goes away. It never happens that you turn the lights on unless a bulb is out, that you turn the lights on and it stays dark. That the sun comes up and it stays nighttime. It cannot happen. And so it is with the darkness you face in your life. Have faith in the light and that the light lives in you. It lives in all of us. And by having that light, there's no way for the darkness to overcome you. If you are struggling with addiction, go back to episode two. I have been there. I know what it feels like to have this dependency on this substance drive all of your thinking. I mean, I, it, it is a test of my patience when people say, why can't an addict just stop? They just need to be stronger and stop. It is not a test of strength. It takes over your brain and your life, this indescribable urge to feed the addiction. You will do anything. You will become someone that you do not recognize. But even then, even in the face of an incredibly strong darkness like addiction, If there is light in you, it will not overtake you. It did not overtake me. Things got pretty bad. They got pretty dark. But that light was still in me. So the darkness could not put out that flame. If you have an evil in your life, maybe it is a significant other. Maybe it is a parent. Maybe... Your husband cheated and it's the other woman. Whatever this negative presence is in your life, no matter how powerful it feels and how much it feels like they win, no matter what, that darkness cannot overcome your light. Don't give the darkness too much credit. You don't need to be afraid of the dark. You can be aware of it. I certainly am. You can want to avoid it. I certainly would. But for me, it was a mistake to live my life giving it so much credit, so much power. So instead, today, moving forward, I'm focusing on the power of the light. The brain may make you think that you're losing to this darkness, but you got to remember. The darkness physically, spiritually, cannot overtake the light. And that light lives in you. Oh, my shoulders just dropped. <laughs> I hope yours did too. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving me this quick nugget of your time, whether it is driving on your way to carpool, listening while you're grocery shopping or maybe you're making dinner or you were genuine or you were generous. I promise I talk for a living. You were generous enough to give me that little nugget of quiet time in your life. I say a big, big thank you. If you like what you heard and you want to give back a little, I don't want your money. If you could just please leave a positive review on apple Podcasts, because apparently that is the way you keep expanding so i would so appreciate if you could leave a quick review i can't wait till next episode i can't wait to talk to you again i get so excited for this time i'm like counting it down already but i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna let you get on with your day take care take care of yourself be gentle with yourself bye